We're back. Episode 7. This is a big one. This is the one that everybody's been waiting for that we talked about earlier. It's the ETID one. Every time I die. So we're going to review two albums from these guys. Their latest one, Radical. Their second album they ever put out, Hot Damn. So uh, sit back. Relax. Pat goes through a lot of soul searching on this one. Yeah, please don't judge me. I said some things. I'm going through some shit, okay? I'll be fine. He made it through. It's all good. All right. Enjoy. See ya. Finally, the album everyone's been waiting for. Uh, <laughs> since we, since the the birth of this thing, the thought of the birth of this yeah, podcast, really. this album was a, around. Yeah, that was every time I die. We're doing it, radical. We're doing the E Tid. This is this the is E Tid episode. E-tid. Yeah, this is old old. Well, this album. No, I was going to oh. say old ETID versus new ETID, oh, yeah, yeah, but I think they're both old now. Yeah. Because yeah. ETIDs broke up. <sighs> <laughs> Promised myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> Let's just get it out of the way, it's right? It's old versus old. It's old versus old. The band that once was, every time I die, from Buffalo, New York, my my hometown. Your hometown heroes. Um, Keith Buckley, you know, I'm mad. Are you mad? Because I'm actually, I'm in the mad territory now. Let's just get this out of the way. The beef of the band breaking up (laughs) a month or two ago. Okay. Are you mad, Ryan? I'm not mad. I'm I'm, mad. I'm bummed because I like their music, but I'm not mad. Okay. Well, you're wrong. See, I think, I think you might just still be in the denial phase of accepting this this reality of the, of what is. What are the stages? Isn't anger one of them? <laughs> well, eventually there's acceptance. I know AA teaches you that. Right. I think anger is like one of the first. You might still be in the beginning. Yeah, I'm in the beginning for sure. I think my parents to just go. told me they're breaking up. Like <laughs> it's my fault. Yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> I, I do have to say though, given what we all know about the breakup of every time I die, um, it's mm. Keith Buckley's fault. <laughs> if he'd have just stayed drunk, like a good alcoholic, I don't think they would have broke up. But he got sober. I don't think they would have either. Um, but but his brother's probably a handful. Jordan. Yeah, I think ultimately there's there's a lot of like there's a sibling rivalry here that's been going on for God knows how long. Yeah. That like maybe raised its ugly head and then it would be buried in the in the booze or like maybe it, they got really close because of the booze for a while and then it like fucking tapered off or whatever whatever. See, it's, it's easy to let things kind of come and go and ebb and flow and just deal with life when you're drunk for 80% of the time. Right. But when you uh, sober up and decide to actually look at what's going on around you and realize I can actually change these things instead of just drinking them away to a different stupor, or a different reality, um, then you actually go ahead and take action. And if you're the drunk one, Fuck this guy for thinking he's better than me. <laughs> what do you think? You're better than me? You don't have to drink anymore? Right. And the other guy like, well, I mean, 
it's it's not what I want to do anymore, and I feel like I'm done fighting with you about stupid shit. Maybe I don't know. That's <laughs> I mean, as a as a, a drinker myself, I I always think about what if I quit drinking? Like how how would I even stay married to, to the woman? I'm, I mean, I'm married right. to a woman who you know drinks the same amount I drink. Probably would drink more if I wasn't even around. Right? How would you how would you be in a rock band? quit drinking uh, especially a party band like every time i die i mean they're right they're, you know kind of renowned for you know being yeah from- they they definitely are renowned for the party but i think they were uh their their music style had them just as much in like a i don't know they were like straight edge accepted for a long time right like the because it's just so wild and intense it is and energetic, it is. you know. <clears throat> I don't think being drunk was like a thing. I mean, Andy's been sober the whole time, right? Which is a great point. Yeah, I mean, Andy, Andy the just likes to party. Been, he just likes to have fun. He likes to party and he likes to body slam dudes on the WWE, right, or whatever network right. he's on. I don't know what he's yeah. doing. I mean, maybe. Um, but Keith was also also quoted like there towards the end saying that tour that they did on this album. When he was sober, he felt like he was performing the best he ever had. He felt like he was connecting with people the best he ever did. Now, whether or not, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to see them. I was going to go see them on the Under Under Oath tour and on this Friday, Ugh. and they're not going to be here. Kicking so the dick right that is there, kicking the dick, so I can't see it. But <clears throat> I didn't get to see it. But maybe he's just uh, feeling a lot better about his performance because he remembers it. I was just going to say you that, know? actually. You beat me to it. Yeah. And that's really it. The, the problem with with what he's, with the whole situation is when you have that dynamic with the getting sober, like it's almost like a relationship. Like you have hindsight. You do, when, yeah. Your perspective is always shifting in life. 100%. Your perspective never stays the same because your life's always evolving. Mm-hmm. So... I, I I always struggle a little bit with people that are like so sure of what they're saying. I mean, you have to have confidence and you, you know, like if you were the president and you weren't confident, people would say you were weak. Right. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of tough. Like right now I kind of look at them and I'm like, I think you're going to look back in five years and you're going to say like you always should. Maybe I could have approached that a little differently. Yeah. I hope he just doesn't get so high and mighty now that he just got sober, which is a huge accomplishment that he loses sight of the bigger picture. Right. Cause you really also, fucking our lives up. Over <laughs> here. Fucking our lives up. I also think that we have to look at it from the perspective of, uh, <clears throat> like what about that hindsight from Jordan's aspect? Yeah. Like, I mean, um, it goes as, both ways as far as, uh, achieving something and, and being in a different and constantly having your perspective change. Why, uh, what what's making you hold your your expectations of your brothers to this other perspective? Why can't you change your perspective to see his perspective to help things go? I mean, I, I right. did I did hear that you know Keith traveling separately in a van behind the bus or behind their van, you know that kind of well physically actually drove a wedge between everybody because right. he wasn't in there, but he didn't. I mean, you can't surround yourself with, you can't put a fat guy in a room full of Twinkies and tell him not to eat the Twinkies. You just can't do it. So, yeah, and, your, and you impossible. have to like, you know, family, friends, anybody that supports anybody's 
decision in life that is healthy. I mean, obviously, if you decide to do meth, I'm not going to support you and, <laughs> you know, do that. But if you decide to do something that is going to positively change your life and may, maybe make you live longer to see your daughter get older, it, you know, I would do what you need to do to support your friends and your family. But Agreed. I actually agree. But if changing, 100%. if changing the the dynamic of the band was not, it w- isn't part of that, then I don't. That, that's where it gets weird to me because Keith saying that they were performing the best they ever did, but the band's obviously not happy with this thing going on. You know what I mean? Well, and that's where where so we don't have all where, the details. Yeah, there's. And- there's so much more complexity to the story other than just Keith quit drinking. De- depending on where you read, you're getting different sides of the story. I'm sure it's, yeah. You know, you can read all Keith's side and then you can read a lot of the other side, but the band hasn't put out as much that I've seen of explanation, I guess you would say, or like not not that they need to explain themselves to anybody. I mean, I think... In a weird kind of poetic justice, I love seeing things just fucking burn out, just like that. I don't like seeing. I I would not ever want to see every every time I die on a fucking forty year reunion tour that he's huffing oxygen and <laughs> Jordan's like, got like a fucking walker that he can't get right. up onto his thing for you know like this well, type of music and this type of thing needs to just be snuffed out. Well, if there was done. ever an album to <clears throat> like, they didn't. They didn't go out with like a like a whimper. No, I mean, this album this I think we've talked thing. about is it's a hundred percent my top five albums yeah. of all time. Yeah, mine too. I, it, it it's is impossible. Definitely maybe. one of my favorite albums I've ever heard, and it's a uh, even to the scene like the whole the response from this album was fucking phenomenal from everybody. Well, when you when you're waiting for a band that you like, and for me, it's been a like a a constant uphill improvement for me because i wasn't i mean everybody remembers a bullorama if you listen to yeah this with, type of music with that we, yeah with yeah yeah i mean I, I remember that song when it came out and i was like this is cool but i never listened to their music other than that mm-hmm. and you know and then as time went on you know i listened to more and more and more and uh you know from parts unknown um was when i was like maybe actually listening to them that's when i was like okay i like this hmm. But right, uh, yeah. that's where it picked me up for real. And yeah. this album, I was in, like, you're just anticipating it so much. And when it came out, you're always worried because when you anticipate something that much, a lot of times it's a letdown because you can never meet that expectation. Right. This one, like, far, ex- far exceeded it, in yeah. my opinion. It was yeah. like, Not Capri- to mention there's, like, two albums worth of songs on this motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, when, so. you're, when you're doing a podcast like this and you're, like, writing them down, you're like, holy shit. 87 how many more do i have to do here can i just enjoy this fucking kanye album is this like what is this i gotta flip the cd over (laughs) god it's just so fucking good yeah but if we were to start off with hot damn which is one of the two albums we're gonna review yeah we're gonna review hot damn the the early one and then we're gonna review radical the most recent one hot damn was not their first album it was their second second album. album Where were you in 2003? Uh, Throwing up in a field somewhere? Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, I was working some weird, I hadn't even started tattooing yet. Your I coffee was, shop? 
No, it was before that even because the coffee shop was like 2004 or five. I started tattooing in six, 2006. So yeah, I was doing like construction shit. I think I was actually working a uh, like a natural gas pipeline. It was a fucking god awful job. Well, yeah, that sounds terrible. They were, we were what digging, were you actually doing? Digging trenches through <clears throat> old landfills. Yeah, it sounds horrendous. They were digging like 120, 150 foot deep wells in old landfills and putting these pipes in, and then they would hook up these this perforated pipe to the well. And my job was to walk through these fucking trenches that were at some points like five feet deep and this is five feet of just trash and you're walking on trash and dragging these fucking pipes through it and then we'd like hook them together and then at the end you hook it all up to a sump pump because the the methane gas that's being created by the decomposing trash the biodegrading trash right um the sump pump would pull that methane and that methane would then be uh, power a generator and the generator ran power to Rocky mountain power. And there's, hmm. there's a, it's, you know, that, uh, one at, Fort Buenaventura. Yep. There's so, one over there. Yeah. That Frisbee park thing or whatever that yeah. fuck is off a Avenue all the mm-hmm. way down the end. That's where it was. No shit. Before that had grass and everything. It was an old landfill that I, you were fucking, walking in the trenches. Yeah. I saw some weird shit out there, dude. Like I can only imagine fucking old medical waste blood bags with like teddy bears, missing eyeballs sitting right next to it. And Hot shit. damn. Yeah. It was weird. Just, it's just <laughs> weird. Shit. I mean, it's all trash, but it's funny when you think like, it's so important how we throw this shit away, but <laughs> why you just dump it in the same fucking spot. Bearing anyway, it. it's a bag of blood right there. It's like it's the recycling gross. bin at Starbucks. They have two things. Recycle garbage. You open yeah. the cabinet. It's the same fucking thing. the same big thing with just two funnels <laughs> going into the... <laughs> but you feel good when you throw it in the you recycle really do. hole. You really do. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, in 2003, I mean, that's what I was doing. I was doing that and I was drinking. That was pretty much fucking it. I feel you. And then after that, I started, you know, doing the coffee shop thing. So I was still heavily drinking with no direction in life really and, and i was and, working and, on million dollar jets for the air force yeah <laughs> there you go weird weird but drinking a, probably just as much yeah well probably not but every night it was i didn't i mean i i made enough in tips to pay for a good couple rounds like shot in a beer shot in a beer shot in a beer right and then you know pull some money out or go home like whatever but if there's beer at home we'll just go home <laughs> shoot some pool or whatever but <clears throat> so was this album on your radar in 03 was this like a yeah it pop wasn't up big deal it wasn't like uh i'm spinning it all the time but it, this was the one that i i remember listening to over and over like okay. like i i didn't own it but i lime wired it yeah i think i either lime wired or somebody i don't know somehow it's on my ipod oh damn the little click 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 yeah, it's hey, on my iPod, <clears throat> which I found the other day, by the way. Does the battery I've work? Been, barely. It has to stay plugged <laughs> you gotta in. You got to keep it plugged in. You got to plug it in. Yeah. But yeah, it was on. So that's that's this was the one I started listening to. And then I went back and listened to the one before um, last night in town. Which really is good, t- too. But That one's the toughest. It honestly. is the toughest as far as it. Well, it's weird how it, it almost looks like a rock. And then at the end, it looks like a like a pool ball 
Okay. You know what I mean? Like that their music. Cause right. It's so this last album is they've smoothed it's it's smooth. still hard. You know what I mean? If if we're talking about the rock. Right. You know? It's still hard. It's still made out of the same shit. And it still can fuck you up if it hits you wrong. But looking at it and as it like rolls into your ear holes, it doesn't fucking scrape you as much, you know? I mean, that's just polished up and it really is their whole catalog. I think you can hear that going through and every now and again, there's like that song that's just like, Whoa, that one was really spiky, you know, like really just gravelly. But when you hear those ones later on, you know, like they want it to be like that. It's not that it's, I don't know. Not that the writing process hasn't changed. They just stuck with the old one on that or something. I don't know. Well, because you can clearly tell. I mean, when you listen to Hot Damn, this is this is painful. A little bit to say this is painful. It sounds from start to finish a lot the same. It does. You know when you play yeah. hard, heavier music for people, ah, just it all sounds the same. They're just screaming, you yeah. know, like as a general statement. Mm-hmm. This album, honestly... Sounds a lot the same from track yeah, to track. I mean, there's the more you listen to it, and I noticed that if <clears throat> when I was listening to it back, by the time I was tattooing, so after 2006, and I was going back and listening to this one, it, there are a lot of little differences, but the differences in the songs are so much more minute or subtle. Right. Or like maybe they're trying something new, but you're trying you're trying something new with your buddies, and and it it's working here. But let's not stray too far from the path. Let's come on back and lock it down and make this. And then every album, it seems like they get a little further away from where they started, mm-hmm. but they always come back. I think that's fucking rad. That's what I always liked about it because it is the same stuff. They just get a little more something. Every time I, I every, every time I die, every time I don't, I don't know. <laughs> every time I listen, yeah, it's a new band. Um, I I thought what was like on the first track, Romeo Go Go. Mm-hmm. At uh, one point, he mentions Munchausen. Yeah, Munchausen syndrome. And uh, I thought I can't think of another song in my entire life where someone says Munchausen. How do you throw Munchausen in a song? I mean, it's just... Eminem did. Did he? Oh, damn. Victim of Munchausen syndrome. I I just... We make a joke about a friend of ours a lot about Munchausen. So it's it's especially funny to me because it's an inside joke for us. But I just think like, how do you fucking pepper Munchausen in a song? Yeah, it is a... I mean, it's a... I can't even really say the word. It is a tough one to I was going to look it up and uh, like put the definition on my notes so I didn't have to look it up but I'm going to look it up right now if you're well you're looking it up I'm going to play that portion Munchausen by proxy of abuse because Munchausen by proxy is the appropriate way medically is it to yeah to use the term and uh, if you do you want to do you want to do the definition? A, I know it well. A so fictitious disorder imposed on another. So, for instance, if you're a mother, where the most common example would be a mother who like 
how I've always read about it is a mother who like would feed their child antifreeze so they would get sick so that they could n- nurse them back to health. But it can also be a disorder okay. you've given to your child that's not even real. You could say, hey, oh, my baby's got cancer so that I can nurse this child as if it's sick. Okay. It's real. And that's, so that's where the fictitious part comes in. Like you're telling it. Right. Like the mother would be maybe telling the kid that it has cancer. Kid doesn't have cancer. Thinks but he therefore has. he thinks he does. So he in turn latches onto her and that's what she's ultimately looking for is the connection and exactly. taking care of something. Exactly. Okay. There's also a pretty good documentary out there. I think it's on Netflix about a mother who did that to her child. Uh, convinced the world that she had cancer, was wheelchair bound. It was all bullshit. Even, and then she was really a prisoner. And her and this boyfriend she found ended up killing her mother. And I am drawing a blank on the name of the show. If you know what it is, post it on our Facebook, Jesus. Instagram. Jesus. But uh, yeah, this this uh, child ended she up. She found out about. She found out that mom was lying the whole time, the, and they had like a vendetta. Not that clear, but yes, like she realized that her mother was manipulating her and she wasn't really, didn't really have cancer and wasn't really wheelchair bound. And she, she was an adult child by the time this happened, met some. Just so happened homeboy was not somebody to be fucked with. Convinced this boy (laughs) to kill her mother. He went in and they murdered her and then banged in the other room while her mother lay dead with like a thousand stab wounds. Oh yeah. Badass, huh? (laughs) Is that the word? Is that your Describing banged? a badass? Badass. They banged. Yeah. The girl and the I thought that was banged. what the word you were asking. Is that oh. the word? Bang? Oh, no. Yeah, that's definitely the word. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> is, <laughs> what is the sex thing called? Banging? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Munchausen. There you go. First track. I'll be <laughs> damned. The I like that there's a delicate love song in this also. You know, it is Romeo Go-Go. Right. So when he says that. Uh isn't the like the story of Romeo and Juliet kind of a Munchausen thing too, in a weird kind of way? It's well, maybe I don't not know a if you call it Munchausen, but there's definitely some some twisted. Yeah, it's a twisted love story. I mean, it's just ends up it's a suicidal comedic the whole time. Yeah, you just didn't fucking wait long enough. <laughs> you know? Yeah, guys, it was only two days. What was it? <laughs> it was like only two or three days. I think uh, Romeo and Juliet, their love story. Really? It's a very short period of time. Okay. And like an insanely short period of time. Yeah, I want to say probably two days or something because I think you recall reading about at least one night or two nights. Something like... So yeah, I think when you're reading it, you kind of assume there's more than that. But when you really break it down, there's probably only like two actual... Evenings. It was a Bruce love story. And then on story. the third one, they meet in the cave or wherever, and yeah. fucking yeah, they do the whole thing. Imagine wow. in modern day, you went to Brewski's and you're like, <clears throat> "I'll just meet back up with them the next night." And then you're like, "We should kill ourselves." Right. Just right down there in the parking yeah. lot by that little brick fucking wall thing. Uber slow tonight. <laughs> you want to die? <laughs> you want to die? God, that'd be. I don't know. This is uh. The Munchausen thing was kind of weird in that Romeo song, though, because he seems so committed in the beginning. Like, tonight I'm coming home in a coma if it fucking kills me. Yeah. That's the most Keith fucking thing. It is. (laughs) And at the time, it was like, he's got so many good, like, emo one-liners in this fucking thing. 
coming home in a coma if it fucking kills me. And I mean, I definitely, I mean, uh, floater. I've got emo right in my notes, you know, like that (laughs) is the most emo fucking shit. Yep. Drag the lake. It's full of love. Good lord, bro! I thought we were doing every time I die. I didn't know we were talks doing about Bayside. All, no shit. <laughs> talks about all the, um, what does he say? All the hurt that's in the lake. The lake is full of love. Yeah. Into the river, I'm drowning. It's just the. <laughs> it's kind of fascinating to to but, have two of their albums almost twenty years apart, and they're kids. I mean, they they're are early twenties. It's, it's interesting because they're at least lyrically so keith he's writing about things that you know we all we were doing the same thing worrying about all this shit or i don't know i mean everybody probably can like thinks about suicide or dying whether you're suicidal like it you it can't be around you and talked about without you in your mind thinking like so i would just kill myself then (laughs) like i would just Maybe not, and it doesn't have to be that long of a thought, like, oh, how would I do it, or all this other right. shit. Like, no, but you definitely think about doing that, and then when you're, it's uh, exacerbated by young love and fucking heartbreak or whatever the hell, like, goddamn, everybody's done it, right? Right. But the way he does it is fucking beautiful. Well, yeah. Words, he, the words he uses is beautiful. He was great with words back then. He makes you want to think about killing yourself. <laughs> He makes me want, like, I see a river full of bodies, and it's not even, like, gory. No. It's just like, yeah, I guess, but not even, you know, I can visually see a river, but I think it's interesting how he's saying, like, this lake is full of love. Think about all the things, like, all the people that have been hurt and all the things, bad things that happen because you don't know how to control your emotions and shit drag the lake and find that it's full of love (laughs) oh it's a weird kind of dark beautiful cynicism i think that's what makes him such a good good writer yeah and even though again like you go back to this and you look at his new stuff you're like it's so much more refined like you're saying this the rock the sharp edges are knocked off i mean he's become so much better at a right at being a writer but at the same time not to get into the new album yet but there is a part there where he just says fuck you die it's one of my favorite fucking. <laughs> so like when it needs to be that sharp, it's that sharp, you know, it's perfect. Yeah. He knows when to mince <clears throat> words and when not to. Yeah. Like some... you don't, you don't have to make it pretty all the time. Sometimes you just have to say, fuck you die. Fucking love that shit. Yeah. Um, I like, uh, another in off Broadway, the second track, um, he says, can't keep the classics out of the head of, can't keep the classics out of the head of masochists. Again, I'm like a sucker for one word. And like that's right. just how my brain fucking works. But one of my favorite lines in the other album that we're gonna review mm-hmm. is, you know, Mascus is in there and it's just I just fucking love to hear something that's not used constantly, used twice, twenty years right. apart. I think it's yeah, it's just cool as fuck. The idea of um being a masochist too is a whole nother a whole other thing where so you get the sadist and the masochist. Of course, the masochist is the one that enjoys pain or having something done to them, right? That's the... <clears throat> Which the, is the total key. The sadist, yeah, the sadist would be the one to do it and the masochist would be... like, um, And, iron, not ironically, but just so happens that 
people who are heavily tattooed are often referred to as masochists. Like they're masochistic personalities and people like that. Right. Because it's, you know, you really have to uh, just let it go, let it happen to you. So, and Keith is heavily tattooed. And he's a masochist, motherfucker. <laughs> His vocals, too, are um, like really badass on this track. Like really good. I, I dig it. Mm-hmm. But also, again, it's... I can't help but foreshadow to the next album. Like the evolution of his vocals are like incredible. Yeah. Like a lot of times it's so much different too, though. The sound was just a different, just the scene and the sound and like how things were like, these guys were always, it's a, they're a weird band to, to gen, not gentrify, but like genre, put them in a genre. How do you classify them? That's impossible. Um, Yeah. But you know, they did warp tour the whole, all the time but i always saw him as so much more than punk rock you know i didn't put him like at the time they're doing warp tour you got like millen colin and Guttermouth and fucking whatever <laughs> and then like yeah. every time i die over here like blowing the doors off this motherfucker but then i think they were early into pushing that boundary and then warp tour ended up with like you know poison the well and and stuff like that who were really fitting that genre and they were just in it but they were always like faster more of a hardcore vibe i don't know they really kind of mend all these little things when you put it that way it's always tough again because like ebola ram is the first track that i know these guys from i didn't know from the album prior Mm -hmm. and at that time this was not what i was listening to like this type of music was not it was more like probably pop punk emo yeah screamo like afi shit like yeah that. shit yeah. like that and uh but it was still one of those things where you're like oh this is great but it doesn't sound the same no at all and they, but it but was, they were being put on the same bill of the as these guys they like they think they were classified hardcore punk which in the uh, beginning yeah I, I guess that would be the closest thing you could do but they they're just they're just kind of their own sound mm-hmm there's not like a whole lot of other bands that once it started like peeling off more, once there were more bands and it started like the genre started splitting and having their own thing. It was like party core. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I, that's how you always described it to me years ago. Yeah. Was kind of like, you didn't say specifically party core, but that vibe, you know, you're like, yeah. Oh, it's good party music. You know, it's like, there's not, I mean, it's not like a lot of bands that are super complex and there's like all these crazy layers to unpeel and you'll never mm-hmm. get to the root of the, what they're saying or what the sound is, but it's just badass. It's just yeah. one of those bands you want to play and like just jump around and mm-hmm. maybe punch someone in the face. Yeah. the I mean, That one does have, Off-Broadway does have one of my favorites in the album. No, tonight we dance for tomorrow they release the dogs. Yeah. It's yeah. badass. Which is the fucking saying for everybody in their 18 to 25, <laughs> you know, right. fuck the world. Cause I'm living right now and I'm fucking bulletproof and 20 feet tall. See, and now this is what's tough about them as I'm trying to find them on uh, Spotify, mm-hmm. you know, Spotify can't match the lyrics, you know, right. And you're trying to find <laughs> it. You're like, oh, I can't, it can't follow. doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> Yeah. 
And I, for some reason, it's silly at one, two, three, one, two, three. Like it just fucking hits good. It does. It doesn't. Sometimes just keeping that count going sounds really good. And I mean, he does that again. And, <coughs> uh, you know, to be honest with you, I'm drawing a total blank, but he does the, where he talks about the measures and the beat. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what track it is to save my life, but if you go and listen to it, you'll find it. It's like he talks about the measures in the in uh, in a in a track you in know, this two, one four. too. Yeah, is, it, yeah. is it in this one? Well, I don't know if it's. I, you're ta- I'm talking this album. It's oh, in yeah, this yeah, album. yeah, yeah, yeah. In this album, mm-hmm. yeah, and he and he talks about that. And I'm like, I'm I don't know. I'm like, I'm fascinated about the weirdest shit. I don't know. Like, I I feel like as I'm saying that, someone else would be like, "What the fuck? What do you care? Like, why is that? Why is that a standout thing?" But I think it's just really neat that he's literally singing about how the time signature of a song yeah. in the midst that, of what he's uh, uh, something that he's talking about. I, I always want, I agree with you because he's, it is, I think that just proves that he means what he's saying because it's on his mind. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> but the name itself of the band, I never found out where it came from. So I read a little bit. Or Did you? Do you want me to, or do you have more? No, I, I didn't do it. I was just going to say what it always struck me as. And I never yeah. really looked into it because um, I think I just decided that I liked my version and I didn't want to know. So you need to do one. your version before I chime <laughs> okay. in that. Because if you got a version, I don't want to taint your answer. So, well, I mean, and fuck, now the band's broke up. I'd love to know what it actually means. But I'll tell you what I've been thinking it means okay. the whole time. Okay. Okay. So since it's... Uh, lyrically, the, the the poetic side of everything and the, the intensity of the music and how I can tell these guys are always... They, there's nothing held back when they perform. I've seen them perform numerous times. Like, when they perform, it's all out on the table. It's... They, they're... As far as bands around, they're one of the only ones that I know that would con- continually invite crowd members up on stage. Right. Um tell the security to fuck off. They're not going to hurt us. They're our homies. They're, we're all family here. Like it, it gets crazy, but we're a crazy dysfunctional family and, but we're not going to hurt each other. So it was all about that. So for me, the, the name every time I die was like, every time they do this, they're out there to be okay to die. You know what I mean? Every time I do this, yeah. I do it as much that if I die today, I'm good. Or I do it so much that I die every time I do this and I right. have to come back out and do it again because I'm literally just fully exhausted every time because I give it everything I do. Well, then you're going to love the truth because it's no, it's because it has nothing to fucking do with yes! that. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I really like that. Um, I mean, that's I what it was for me with like how intense it was. But then in my mind, I always thought like, it's probably some fucking like, like quote from a book or something or because they use the old English. I, yeah. and I thought, well, maybe that's a, a hark into just, you know, the, and maybe it's just cool. Cause no one was fucking using old English at the time. Right. Cause the nineties had just passed and it was not cool to do the, do the old shit. So they took the not cool thing and made it cool again or something. Fuck. I don't know. Well, I mean, when when you're creating a band, you know, you're not famous yet. You're not a big deal yet. You might've just picked some shit. Cause yeah. At the True. time you're like, that looks neat. Yeah. Or, or you maybe just pick four words out of things. So my understanding is basically, and I could be corrected. And if you know the answer, chime in. Okay. That 
that uh, there is no real reason. For it. it just sounded cool. And that cool. they actually, from uh, I read an article, this is forever ago, that's why I, I could be corrected here if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, that it that just kind of like, ugh, like Sweet. cheesy name. We Every time I die, like we were emo, right? hardcore emo guys, and that, mm-hmm. that was it. That was, yeah, so there's no real, real great reason. Sweet. Which I think it happens, honestly, with a lot of bands. I mean, if you're starting August, a band, you're... August Burns Red did it. <laughs> I like that one. They picked just the three August things. Burns Red? Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, no. Don't you You heard dare. the story about the Is dog burning? Is that not burning? true? It's not true. God damn, I read it on the internet. I know. It's not true. No, it was published in a newspaper, and the band has even come out and said, that is not true. Oh, I'm, dev- said, I'm devastated. They said somebody started a fucking rumor, and it the rumor took off so much that they, but the band came out and said, no, we literally just took like, <laughs> we took a month, a verb, and a color, and we stuck them together, and we got August Burns Red, and thought, that Holy sounds cool. Holy fucking shit. You're going to blow my dick off right here in the middle of this <laughs> I was, I mean, who knows? Maybe they came out and they said it wasn't that because they didn't want to actually be, have PETA on their ass for burning a dog. I hope I was just as wrong something. about every time I die. And it's like prophetic. <laughs> like, prophetic. You know, like yeah. I was totally wrong. I read some stupid internet, internet <laughs> article. God damn it. August Burns Red, you assholes. That, <laughs> it's not your fault. The internet ruined my life. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fuck. funny though. That is funny. I was, uh, but if anybody doesn't know that story, just look it up. Look <laughs> up the name, the meaning of August Burns Red, and then. So yeah. now you, you've read uh, read a scale, right? Read a scale. Red scale from Keith Buckley, the book. Oh novel. yeah, 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 yeah. Have you written uh, what's the other one word book he wrote? Uh, he wrote a second novel. Yeah, it's called uh, Watch. Watch. Yeah. You've read that? I own it. I'm like halfway through it. Okay. I haven't read that. I read. I'm gonna go scale. ahead and sound really stupid right now, but the words, like the font, is a lot smaller in that one. Okay, and it takes me a little longer to digest what I'm reading. <laughs> Your fans are getting older; their eyes don't work so good now. Yeah, yeah. So. There's there's more there. The books, are, it's a little. It's, it's about the same as far as length goes. It's but like a, a short to medium length novel by yeah. novel standards. Yeah. I, I thought um, scale but there's was, there's was more. Good. There's a lot more in Watch. More going on than the basic storyline of scale? Uh, so far? No. <laughs> so far from what I can tell, yeah. So far, but, so good? Uh, I don't know. He's a better <laughs> musician than an author, I'll be honest. And I mean, he's only got two books, so. Yeah. And he's got, what, three, six, nine albums? They got nine albums? I think so. I think you might be correct. I think he does really, really good at, like, they're one of those bands where you take a, I take a one-liner again, because mm-hmm. that's what I hear. Right. That's how I listen to music. I mean, Ebola-rama, dude. Uh, when in Rome, we shall do as the Romans. When in hell, yeah. we do shots at the bar. Yeah. That, I think, may be hands down the most quoted song lyric I've ever used in my life. Really? Yeah. You I'm, Personally. Personally, I, I it's just because it's just because you find yourself at the bar so much. I do drink a Look. lot. I do drink. If you haven't uh, checked out, I can't even get a buzz podcast yet. You might want to check me out. We're on Spotify. But yeah, I mean, it just I don't know. I love I'm a sucker for that shit. Yeah. I mean, I like the emotional stuff. You know, I like the breakup music. I like the the feelings. I like, you know, the but a good one liner can tell you the whole story without anything else. And that's yeah, what's great if, about it. Even if it feels like it's out of context, it it, 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 all, it isn't always out of context. 
Because he, I think, has a tendency sometimes to say one thing and then another thing. And you're like, how do those even go together? Yeah. But it does. Yeah, it does. I mean, even if it's not literal. I don't know. I just, I like his one-liners. I love. She sure as hell ain't you, but she'll have to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one. Oof. What did Ugh. he say after that? If I could only make you want me. One more drink, I think, should do. <laughs> it's like this fucking oh, I mean, really it, weird comedy. You like, do realize you could take that and flip that into the Bayside album we reviewed yeah, a couple you episodes could. ago. You could. I mean, spot on. Which is crazy that you could have that kind of lyric with this kind of sound that could easily it doesn't be doesn't strike me as a serial killer, though. <laughs> he's not chopping people's heads <laughs> off. I think he's <laughs> just uh, like, she's going to have to be more drunk to like me. Right, right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you the. I don't know his name. The lead singer of Bayside's a little more. You know, right. A little chop, more choppy up. Put you in a plastic bag, kind of guy. On that uh, track, I've been gone a long time. At like two minutes and thirteen seconds, there's a really rag cowbell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got and that. I in think my he notes. talks about a bunch of cocaine right there too. Something like that. So, for whatever reason, just listening to that right at this moment, haven't thought of it prior. There's a there's a bar in Buffalo called Pink's. Okay. Uh, and so when I I grew up in uh, it was called Grand Island. It's a suburb of Buffalo. Uh, I left when I was 18, so I didn't really get to experience any bars. But left for the military, came back. Uh, at the time, I was married to my first wife. Her brother lived in this shitty fucking apartment like i don't know how to even describe it just like the shit just picture the shittiest fucking apartment it was like a hundred dollars a month okay and across the street was this bar pinks at the time i had no idea this was like an iconic buffalo bar because i never experienced it really right but uh if you're from buffalo by some chance you know exactly what i'm talking about as an adult okay. i come to find out it's like the source of all buffalo bar memes it's like if you've survived, you know, like when COVID came out, all my friends from that are still back in Buffalo, mm-hmm. be like, don't worry about COVID. You survived pinks like okay. ice in the trough, yeah. like trough pisser in the fucking yeah. men's room, like just the shittiest <laughs> shithole fucking. But my ex-wife's uh, brother lived across the street and I went there to visit uh, when I was like maybe 21, 22. We went over there and I was like. Mm-hmm what the fuck is this place? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, pissed in this ice trough, you know, and that song to me sounds like what every time I die is like Buffalo party house. Yeah. You know, Buffalo is just like a unique kind of culture that like, it's a phenomenon because of the bills, I think. And I think this, well, if yeah. you're from Buffalo again, yeah. this might not make sense to other people. No, I mean, it kind of, there's a, definitely a vibe there. I don't, I haven't spent time like actually in Buffalo, but every time we do the, niagara show or something we fly into buffalo and then you drive you know we've driven through buffalo and just stopped at places but go to pinks just, next time okay <laughs> yeah i'm just down do it yeah. yeah it's it definitely has a thing talking to the people there they have a i don't know something about them it's like it's, a it's like a big town small town because <clears throat> it's really not a big city by big city standards it's not a right 
you know, you tell people you're from New York. You oh, I grew up in New York. Like, what's the what's the city like? I'm like, well, it's Buffalo. Like, it's and like, the, oh, that New York. Yeah, Western Canada. Western Buffalo. But it's it's just a different place, and I don't know. I think I get a little mushy because, like, I because you're from there. Because yeah. you're from there, you and this band it. is like, you know, they have like. They're in the Buffalo Rock and Roll Hall or the Buffalo Music Hall of Fame, I think it is. They were in, in they are, huh? Inducted into that. Yeah, and don't like, they have a key to the city? Something too? like that. You know, they're, you know, but I left. You know, I left in two thousand one, so before they became really anything. Right. So you're looking back even before say, this one. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting to, you know, tid the season. You know, their Christmas show they yeah, put on. It's and, too bad we didn't ever make it out to one of those. But I think they'll get back together. I really do. I do. I have hope. I have faith. I hope they do, but uh, only on the right terms. Yeah, I mean, if it's shit, don't do it, please. Don't I don't think it. it will, and that's what's great about it. If they do get back together, I have all all the confidence that it'll be for the right reasons, but <clears throat> there's a big part of me that thinks it's never going to happen. <sighs> that's really... I'm still, like you said, I'm I'm still in the anger phase. Yeah. I think you know the there's got to be a lot of men's between the brothers at this point and and then on top of all the underlying stuff there's business it's business you well, know yeah, like the, you guys are mus- musicians I'm sure Goose is going to have to find something else to do well I think you, know? you follow uh, Jordan on Instagram yeah yeah he's like bought a printer and is like printing his own pr- art prints yeah. Yeah, he's you know, doing, and it's interesting to see that you know from our perspective. I'm like, he's literally like, I gotta, yeah, gotta I make gotta some money, make somehow. some money. I gotta the do my own now. prints. I'll mm-hmm. become a printing company. Probably. I mean, I know he he tried to. It was a JBB, um, JBB.com. Mm-hmm. He had his own like clothing and was selling pr- art prints and stuff out of that that website for a while. But that was years ago. Um. It's probably a good thing I didn't have any expendable income because I would have bought all of his <laughs> shit because it's so fucking cool. I like his art a lot. Like, <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of right up my alley. The, the way uh, he... the album "New Junk Aesthetic" that was all him. And if you bought the, if you had the, the actual CD, the booklet was full of his art. It was all like black and white with pink and green accents, just like that cover. But they were different. It was different shit. It was fucking awesome. He does so, some crazy detail stuff one. too. Like yeah. when you watch him do his stuff, you know, he draws a lot digitally. Mm-hmm. When he's like zooming in and doing his detail work, you're like, I mean, obviously, you probably do a lot of yeah. the same. For but from my perspective, I don't get to see the process. Yeah, and like how it's happening. You're like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah, his newest one, that newest print with the the hands that are all twisted up in the the Aruburus or however the Aruburus. Arubus, Arubus. I'm gonna keep saying that word. <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying that word for everybody. Arubus. Yeah. It's a snake that eats its own tail. Oh, okay. That okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Like I was a thinking of really Borealis. Old, right. <laughs> no, it was way I, off. I, I can't pronounce it. It's some fucking like Scandinavian Viking thing, but um, yeah, it's a snake travels in a circle. I, it's older than Scandinavian, I think. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, that. I think you see it in a couple different cultures too, but in the in the Viking one, it's this like serpent thing that circles the world, eating its tail, satisfying its hunger. But if you fuck the world up too much, it'll just turn around and eat everybody and kill you all. So that's uplifting, right? 
That's why they're such happy people. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Keith specifically, I think we could say, is definitely a nihilist. I mean, yeah. Well, he was. I mean, he might be finding a new yeah. path now, but yeah, I think you. I mean, scale his book, for instance, was very much super nihilistic. Yeah, but think about like it, it's impossible to read scale and not read it as an autobiography. Oh yeah, right. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, he's writing it from a novel's perspective and putting different names on characters, but it's fucking Jordan and Andy, and it's, it's all the fucking guys from right. You know, from the band, and they just have different spots. At least, my opinion. If you're listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. I'm sure you will. Well, I mean, come on. Um, We're all from Buffalo here, people. Come on. Well, you guys are. I wish I was. God, I'm we'll so adopt left you. out. Fuck. We'll adopt you in. Well, anyway, I forget what I was saying, but yeah, it. Reading that from that, uh, you know, autobiographical, at least, base when you're writing, and that's some fucking depressing shit, man. There's no way if I was in that headspace and drinking like that that I would even make it longer than maybe a couple more albums. Like, you've got to turn the page at some point. Otherwise, like in the book where he's debating on jumping out that fucking window, like, you just would. You just fucking would. <laughs> you know? It's always interesting to look at it from that perspective. Because I like you you always want to or I always want to put myself in someone's <clears throat> shoes when I'm listening. Yeah. You know, like you want to relate. You want to find that common ground. And as as much as you ever get down on yourself and think about like what you're doing wrong and how you feel, you're like, Oh, I'm nowhere near what this guy seems to be feeling from this perspective. Right. Like Yeah. Even if it is just a novel, like a fake person or a fake story, but those thoughts are all coming out, you know, like those are you're putting it in another person's story. But if you're writing it, like you, comfortable, happy people don't wonder what their brains would look like on the sidewalk. You just don't. Right. Yeah. You wonder like how fast the hot tub's going to heat up <laughs> or if I got beer in the fridge or like, damn, I wonder what's hun- what's for dinner, you know, just weird shit like, like that stuff. So, I mean, everybody gets in their own dark little spots sometimes, but if you read scale and it gets, there are, you know, pages and pages, and I've mentioned this numerous times, but how he takes like a couple pages to describe one thing. Right. And then sometimes that one thing he's describing is like super bummer. <laughs> but when you're taking two pages, like you're in it. So, right. um, I don't, I, that's probably just me bouncing back up to the new outline. Like I'm not mad. I get it. Well, and the candles blown out. It was fucking rad. You died. They died. <laughs> you know, I'm not there yet. You're not there yet. You can't. It's, and it. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Cause we all got to go through our, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, and that's, what's fun about even our group texts sometimes, like especially you, me and Dave. Yeah. Our, our buddy Dave, if you don't know him, check him out. He's got a yeah. coffee company. It's on the coffee stains. Yeah, brew house. Brew house coffee and on the coffee stains podcast. But uh, it's always interesting because I, I always feel like I'm always coming in hot. I feel like I'm coming in hot. I got an, an idea and when I share it via text to a friend, you know, I expect to hear back exactly what I think. <laughs> just, just give me affirmations. And I can that almost, what I think is right yeah. and and we can move on. Can almost guarantee every time Ryan's going to be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just give you another perspective here. And he'll come back with some, you know, and, and Dave a lot sometimes too, you know, like Dave will 
fire yeah. back a different perspective and it's always pretty interesting but mm-hmm. but for me still angry that's okay and uh i'll get there angry. i'll get there it's it's less anger it's more it's just disappointment you're sad i'm sad i guess yeah. you're not even disappointed you're I am. just it's sad just sad. <laughs> just sad i need to see a therapist you need to see a therapist to talk yourself it's through. just such a good fucking album yeah and and seeing the progression get better you can only ask yourself, you know, where would it have gone? Where would it have gone next if it was all And it great? might have gone to shit. It might have gone to shit. Maybe this, this is, is the shit. Maybe this is why. And part of me likes to hope that that's why this happened. It's because yeah. the band's always been so just real. I've never seen, and I'm sure there was, uh, like, record labels and the horse shit and the fucking... Your image, your brand, your fucking baby, 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 all the things that bands have to do. I mean, I, I'm sure there was that somewhere in their agreements with things, with right, um, with all that. But maybe because they stayed in that punk rock genre, or they were on Epitaph for a minute, I think. Right. Yeah, they were. Um, maybe they were able to just like say fuck all that, and and if it did get to the point where it was just fake, then we don't do it. It's beautiful, really. And God, if you have a way if of they spinning this around, if they weren't you? liking, like if, if the band wasn't liking each other, I think that's <clears throat> Keith stepping out kind of just shows me like, look, if we don't like each other. We're, I'm not going to fucking do this. This is dumb. Like we got to be real to everybody. So well, I'm going to take a couple days off. Cause we have a thing going on, whatever it was, which I don't think we're all, any of us are ever going to really know no. all the ins and outs of where the legal stuff came from what side first, who knows? Cause you can hear it on both sides. Um, but either way, um, I almost respect the dude for bowing out and not going out there and choking through some lyrics and doing something that he didn't feel a hundred percent about, you know? Well, and I don't really know how you could fake this kind of music. You can't. It would be terrible. I mean, you, it would you be could, it would be terrible. You yes. could physically do it, but it would not be. You wouldn't. There's an like, energy. Yeah, and after seeing them a couple times, you would know, like, fuck. If these guys right. weren't doing it. Like, if Jordan wasn't fucking spin kicking around. Right. If Andy wasn't looking like the most horrifyingly, <laughs> like, sexy man on you've ever seen with a guitar in his hands. I also look like Shit. I like how sometimes Andy looks bored. <laughs> yeah i think that's just because his mustache yeah, over his face you probably can't tell. is but sometimes <laughs> i watch it, i'm like I'm, i know he's not i know i i know it i know it but your heart rate is is pumping right now but you look at him sometimes you're like that is just it's just who he is yeah and you, god they just and then they got their bass player and their drummer goose and the other guy right which they have switched up a couple times like most bands they can't no one can ever keep a drummer or a fucking bassist yeah it's like the hardest unless you're beloved yeah, that's true. Because you know, he's got to sing. That's true. <laughs> I want to play a riff here. Okay. And then we'll, well, and then I'll let you finish up uh, your notes on this album, and then we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll scoot off to Radical, the greatest album ever produced. But this riff <laughs> is just, uh, it's just titties. Yeah, like the simplest little 
I don't even know what the hell you call it, but dun, 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 dun. when you just come off on that half beat or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Is that Godspeed Us to the Sea? That is Hit of the Search Party. Oh, that was down there yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. That's anyway, it. The, the Godspeed Us song, it's got a, I didn't take notes on the time though. It's got a nice rad little riff, kind of like that too. It's got a bass drop at 38 seconds, which I'll drop, which Ooh. is the fucking, I lo- I'm a sucker for those rando bass drops. So this track gives me, uh, I don't know if you, I know we've talked about gallows personally, but the, when this song, uh, starts, it gives me a gallows vibe for some yeah. reason. Um, I don't know. Just got that sound. I think Gallows was, I mean, if they have never heard of this band, they're fucking lying. Right. <laughs> There's definitely like, some yeah. influence pulled from it. and uh-huh. Which is ironic because the lead singer of Gallows, I don't know his name, he ended up doing a solo project or a side project. Really? And uh, he's interested in that. There's some lyrics in there. And he literally sings about, uh, I was tired of being angry and wanted hmm. to sing a happy song. Something to that effect. Yeah. Um, and I have it somewhere, but. I'll have to look it up, but it's kind of interesting when you because he, he it's got to be a little bit exhausting. Yeah, kind of constantly being mad. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, you listen to music sometimes to be um, self-deprecating. Yeah, or to at least get some um, some affirmation that what you're feeling is has been felt before. Yeah, know? absolutely. But if you have to live that life, yeah. you have to become that character. Because you'd be lying if you you didn't admit that a musician is at sometimes playing a role. Mm-hmm. I mean, you it's it's not all that different from being an actor. I don't think. No, spoken from a person who's never done it, but no, I mean, and you've got to be a character. Are, and we're speaking about like these type of um, performers. I mean, look at Ghost, right, or Guar, right. That's all that is. It's a theatrical performance. Like you're not on Broadway. You're in a shitty little, you know, whatever, and it smells like cigarettes and, and for the soda record, pop, but still. And for the record, Ghost is terrible. I mean, we can all agree. <laughs> right. I'm not a big fan of Ghost either. It's no. fucking god awful. <laughs> if you're a Ghost fan and you're listening, like, I'm not going to speak for Ryan, but you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Those guys are fucking horrendous. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't get, uh, I don't get it, but uh, <laughs> I fucking It's them. radio friendly for the most part, but yeah, I don't. Jesus, that stuff's tough. Sorry, that was a derail, but I had to get that out of my system. I, <laughs> Let me just shake this off. Whew, here. I saw some ghost shit the other day on YouTube, and I about fucking died. I hate <laughs> that fucking band. Ugh. Uh, man, you probably fucked through a sheet. If you're listening to Ghost, <laughs> <laughs> you just got to give them a little more yeah, time, sorry. everybody. It's like I get real heated. You probably fucked through a sheet. It's, it's some fucking through sheet stuff. <laughs> you need to go talk to God. Yeah. Piece of shit. Be like a real person and listen to uh, the one we talked about. Yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah. No. What the, the ocean. Yeah. The sleep. drowning one. Sleep the sleep token. God, I forgot the name. Go back to sleep token. If you haven't heard that episode, we talked yeah. about those guys. That's a badass version of a similar concept. In yeah. A, in a sense. Very vaguely similar. Yeah. Like the uh, character I mean, from Ghost a character. Is actually like devil worshiping though, right? I, I haven't got past the fact that the music sounds like shit. So I don't really know a whole I lot. Other than, I haven't listened to much of the music at all. It popped on my YouTube feed and it was like a thing from ghost. 
how to write a song, da da da, and they're oh. like in character. And I literally I smashed my computer <laughs> into a thousand pieces. <laughs> it's terrible, but fucking good thing it was warranted because yeah, you wouldn't be able to have that water heater now. <laughs> Shit, getting old. That's anyway, what we about. so should we pop off to the great um, greatest album of all time, or one of, of the all greatest? Time. Yes, Radical, twenty twenty one. Every time I die, released, just literally. October, September, I think Sometime? it was September, no, maybe ish. It's toward the end of the year, but uh, we we started with the intro from Dark Distance. That's what we opened this yeah. cast with. Yeah, and uh, I think we can all agree that that feedback tone or whatever that was that it started out set the tone for the whole album. Yeah, and it just about didn't quit. I mean, there really was just like, it didn't quit. It was a banger after banger after like. There just isn't a track on this where you're like, why this shouldn't be here. Right. There's never a Yeah. I actually track. did uh read something one time that was saying they, they tried <laughs> actually. Cause I think um oh, dude from Fit for an Autopsy, what's his name? Guitar player. Putney. Uh, Will Putney. Was this Will Putney that did it? Produced this sure. one? I'm actually not sure. Um Will is a fucking G, by the way. He's all over the goddamn scene. Like, if you've seen a, a liner note that didn't have Will's name in it, you probably shouldn't have been listening to it. But anyway, I think he was talking about this album. I want to say it was him. But they they tried to cut songs. Like, full-on tried to cut them. Like, this is too long. We need really? to pull some songs off this album. And every single one was like, nope, it can't go. It fits. Nope, can't go. It fits. Like I mean, we, it we can't do it. So, And I don't think they did. I don't think they cut any. I think this was all the ones that they wrote, which, again, is almost like poetically 16. strange that they would put every single last song that they wrote on their last album. Well, <laughs> just But they just couldn't. You know, it's not like it's orchestrated. We're going to go ahead and do this and then we'll break up. But no, there's it like, it's up. A, I feel like at this point, it's impossible to go back <laughs> and listen to this album and not feel like you're like, oh my, Dave again, to bring up Dave again. He mm-hmm. kind of said like, doesn't this feel like. Let's, they're, let's, they're, let's go to that song. But since you're here, he, it was a white void. Yeah. He sent that song and he said. If you haven't listened to White Void since all this stuff happened, go listen to it again. I think it was, you know, he he, he wasn't saying that it was all predetermined or whatever, but um, just felt just kind of so. talking about how it was probably on the mind. But to be honest with you, I don't get that as much. I mean, that wouldn't have been the first thing I was thinking when I listened to White Void. So I just wanted, I saw that you and Dave went back and forth a little bit. So I was just... I don't wondering what this whole and I, and I don't remember the exact conversation. I just remember having it. Yeah, but I feel like it's as a whole as a, the context of the whole album. I think one of the weirdest things for me is a lot of this album was written before Keith Buckley got sober. Yeah. So, yeah. but then when you go back and listen to this whole album in its entirety, you're like, it it feels like a premonition. Like a lot of it's 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 just vague enough that it fits in whatever natural disaster or political fucking bullshit's going on at the mm-hmm. time like you can you can put the square block in any square hole it doesn't matter if it's right. the right one yeah but it just it's just interesting 
And I guess that's just music for me to be able to go back and say, it's like you can just feel him. I guess I, maybe I'm just feeling him. I'm feeling what he's like feeling. Right. And I can put that into this new sober Keith. I can put it into this new COVID world. You can put it into the political world, all those things. It just fits in to the band breaking up. It just, it just has like this, this vibe. Mm-hmm. But I think it's probably just because it's just so goddamn good. Okay. So uh, it wasn't that that it wasn't that specifically song that song specifically. for me. Okay. It's the it's the album as a whole. Um, like you know the disgust in people and the government, the context of some of these tracks. Yeah. Um, the the keep talking about what I feel like is him sick of this fucking dead end life, dead end life that he's, you know, um, the party, you know. The next day is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From up here, the funerals and parties, they all look the same. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite lines in the entire album is there's too many ghosts, not nearly enough spirit. spirit. Damn. You know, it's too many ghosts, not nearly enough spirit. It, it, it's awesome. Yeah. Ghosts and spirits hypothetically are the same thing, but they're not when you think about the words and the definitions and how we hold those connotations together. So um, that's that's beautiful. And he's talking about that spot. Uh, that's in hostile architecture. But uh, that one. I got to play made, I got to play that little bit of hostile architecture. Cause okay. It's a real parties over atmosphere. Yeah, that's exactly what I was. <laughs> oh, that's you, what you know play. what I'm going for. Okay, yeah. Which is, and that's funny too, in that how he twists the last little bit of that saying that we all think we know. He doesn't say, you don't have to go home. Right. He says, you can't go home, but you can't stay here. And it, and it is like, <laughs> like it just hits you like a fucking, like, oh, what'd you just say? Owie. The, something <laughs> you've heard a million times, just slightly tweaked. Mm-hmm. There's those little things like that, like changing one word can change the entire context of something, and it's great. The the minute and 20 seconds in that song, in Hostile Architecture, has like, for me, just a classic sounding ETID break. Let me me cue that up for you. It's good. Uh, How it gets chuggy, but there's still, I don't know, is it Andy or Jordan that plays that lead in the back? You know, I honestly don't know which way that, I think think they probably go back and forth. I think so. They've been doing it for so long, they probably just pick, hey, you do lead tonight, I'm tired. Okay. Whatever it is, though, it has that um, almost like a southern kind of guitar-like sound. That weird little yeah on top of the they found like a tone like as a whole that's like so much more full than some of their old sounds like when you listen to this on headphones or really good speakers like it like I don't know if it's the producer or literally they just like, I'm sure the producing has something to do with it there is like especially just, if Will's the one on it which I think he is because he's a, great it's the guitar tone it's like so full like yeah they they found a i mean there's a 
pedal. There's they find all their stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I th- I think that all bands kind of mess around with the same kind of thing, and then eventually, like like Lamb of God, fucking guitar, you know it's Lamb of God, right? And same thing here. I don't know if the uh, guitar players are just that good at gatekeeping their secrets with the other guitar players, right? Or if maybe there's actually like cease and desist type things <laughs> to shit. Like you cannot I will use sue this you pedal. If you use that yeah, pedal. If yeah. you use that pedal, it's got my name on it. I need to either get money I will or kill you, yeah, you can't do that shit. I don't know. The sound on, <clears> I mean the, from a tone perspective, this album's like just so spot on. It's like full. I, you li- you can listen to certain albums that just like, you're like, that's a little like it's missing like some low end or it's missing some, mm-hmm. or it's like really twangy in my ear or something like yeah. this one doesn't ever have that. It's like, this one's just like, you can feel it in your chest if you got good bass, but it's not like super bass heavy or yeah. it's just solid. It's funny that you would even mention that aspect of this album because I know like, uh, fuck forever ago when we were on coffee stains and we kind of talked about this, Dave mentioned how well this album was put together and you told him, if I listen to things like that, that would ruin music for me. <laughs> do you I remember do, that? I do remember that actually. <laughs> like, yeah. like that would ruin music for me, but. Well, and I and I stand by my statement in a yeah. sense that if you're if you're hyper focused on it, like looking for it, because mm-hmm. I think Dave is very that's what he's into right now. So like, yeah, he can hear that. So he's hearing. Yeah, he's got things. an ear for yeah. it. This is more. <laughs> you know, I sound like a guy defending myself right now. <laughs> you you uh, are. I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that good. It's just it's, that goddamn good. It's just that you don't good have to think about how good it sounds. Yeah, you. After going over it, all the other reasons you ended well, and up when thinking you, like, fuck, that does really sound good. Well, when you go back to Hot Damn, I think is what the contrast. So sometimes you don't notice something until you have like yeah. a different contrast, you know, behind yeah. it. And you're like, ah, what's missing? And you're like, it just mm-hmm. doesn't have the same fullness. Like it just didn't have the. I'm, all, I'm always curious in that aspect too. Like, um, is it the music? Is it the writing? Or is it simply the producing? How good would Hot Damn sound nowadays if they'd had that kind of body? I to would it, say you know what I mean? thirty to forty percent better if they had a like a badass producer, right? And they had it all. If they re-recorded mm-hmm. that album with whoever mm-hmm. did the, if it's that guy, yeah, yeah, I would say at least thirty percent, thirty-three point three percent. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Thirty-three point three. It's a round number. That's it. <laughs> um, wh- you were just saying about the way you take a a saying and spin it. Sometimes it's like the inflection, the way you say it, the same thing mm-hmm. on Dark Distance when he says, kill only the ones I love. And that gets me every goddamn time. Oh, at the end. Yeah, I love. That one is one of the more standouts for me as simple and weird as it is. Because he also, they also break that part up. He's not singing it exactly on beat with everything else. So instead of hearing one person talking, the one person in the sound that you're getting is, could hypothetically be multiple people. Right. That's why he's saying it different too, I think. 100%. So you got this one saying, spare only the ones I love. This one's si- saying... Spare only the ones I love. Well, this one's saying, <laughs> you know, it, they're all saying the same thing, but 
he's trying to give you the idea of this is more than. But every, it also shows everybody the, whole loves, picture, the whole picture. It's like. Yeah, everybody loves one some person. So we can't spare everybody's loved ones without sparing everybody. Right. We can't have a war. We can't do this. You can't have collateral damage but spare, <laughs> you know. Right. It, it, it just won't happen. There's always going to be someone hurting and someone on the shit end of the stick. Which is, and I think it's, for for me, it was a great opening lyric to any album or just an idea, that opening line, because it it suggests the, the greedy state of mind by the people in power. Um, you get to that point where you can literally have anything, do anything, whatever. Therefore, the ones you love do become more important than mm-hmm. everybody else. Um, it's sad, but that's the truth. And if anybody said that they wouldn't use their position to benefit their family, they'd be lying because I would too. You know what I mean? Um, but that same lyric, um, also suggests to me the blue collar guy that's working his ass off every single day to spare the ones he loves from maybe growing up the way he had to or something like that. So it's not just, I've got so much money, I'm more important than you. It's also, I'm working my ass off to protect these people, you know, right? the, the people that I love in, in my family or the people that are closest to them, whether you be blood related or not. Um, I mean, you can stretch that idea as far as you want to go, but then at, at the end there where when you're hearing it, in many different voices, I was like, fuck, yeah. that's it. Everybody's got someone they love and God damn it. You know, <laughs> it's the, it's what makes the world so fucking crazy. Crazy. Cause everybody thinks, everybody thinks they're special. And then everybody also thinks they're the one that's picked on and they're the one that's better. And they're the one that's worse. Yeah. And they're the one that had it the hardest. And the, like you can spin it. Mm-hmm. any and when, way you want but if you're, you're one down, of billions if you're down on the lower level too like when if you're carrying like the world's weight on your shoulders or a family on your shoulders or anything like that uh, these other world's problems they don't fucking matter so right. you, it's it's very easy to like no fuck, you guys aren't important to me right the ones i love are important to me because i literally don't have time to care about anyone else you know i can't spread myself that thin um that makes that makes more sense to me or or i i I resonate with that one more than obviously just having so much money that i don't care about anybody else right i mean Mm -hmm. so i don't know where exactly he was coming from when he wrote that but it's it says a lot to me you know, but start, that's what's cool. You don't have to know. You don't like, have you to can just yeah. insert, insert the specifics you need mm-hmm. to feel that day. You can listen to it 20 times and feel 20 different ways. It's true. Like he, I mean, he's really not. Sometimes I feel like he is pretty complex, but he has a very like palatable way of like putting it down on on paper, the way he writes, like, I don't know how you could really not insert your feelings in his. Like, That's what makes a good writer too, a good author, you know, being able to put yourself in, or as a reader, 
putting yourself or somehow connecting to what you're reading. Right. You got to be able to relate somehow. And I think that's what made this band so great for me because they were all so relatable. Yeah. If you were drinking, fuck, they're drinking too. And when you're young and in that scene, everybody was young and in that scene, it was relatable for that. And then as I got older, I'm still relating because I still love that type of music. I still love the fast paced everything, but lyrically it didn't lose anything for me too. Cause it, this is, this is, this is an ocean as opposed to a three foot pool. You know what I mean? Right. Bayside and like how far this goes down, yeah. you know, or how far you can keep regurgitating it and being like, well, yeah, maybe like I'm changing. <laughs> my perspective's changed, but I can still apply what this says to my new perspective. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, exactly. Cause you're not going to, you're not going to take like most, uh, early 2000s screamo bands have them play music today. That, is in the same spectrum of sound content that you're going to be like, Oh, I'm on board with that. That's, right. <laughs> nobody wants to hear a 40 year old guy cry about his girlfriend. Right. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, but he's found a way to still have that same energy. Yeah. Like passion. And it's, I don't know. He, he, they, I should say are really good at it. Cause I don't, they are a full band. Yeah, there's not like someone carrying someone here. No, on someone's coattails. Like no, this the that dark distance opening song though. I think is a lot about the just the state of our the state of society. I guess all consuming, deaf, blind, and dumb, as seen on TV. That's a super big dig to um, just where we're at right now. And I like the that line towards the end. It might even be the last line where he says, he kind of evokes like this future civilization idea where he says, start over. This time, there's no gods unless they're women. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's just scrap this whole fucking thing. It's not working. <laughs> start over. Make all the women gods. Put the women in the more powerful position, which ironically, not ironically, but, uh, I, I use that word and I don't even, fucking, <laughs> I shouldn't even. ironically use know, that word. I know that I shouldn't use that word, but it comes out of my mouth. Anyway, the women were held in like super high regard in the Sumerian cultures and things like that. And Christianity really just shat on it. I mean, it's not that long ago in history where you find uh, sculptures and paintings of, of women being the top, you know what right. I mean? It wasn't a king. It was, it was the female, the the one that gives birth and gives life. It makes sense. Well, the Catholics fucked that up for yeah, everybody. That's, that's where the Catholics yeah. came. We can definitely up. blame them. So maybe this song is about the church. <laughs> <laughs> is it great making making yeah make all the gods women it's not jesus anymore it's jesse that's uh, yeah, yeah, okay. you lost me okay and you're done let me how do uh, i mute no, your done. mic do I, <laughs> I like when he said uh what kind of death can you buy that's so different than mine i yeah, mean it's that's still like, death yeah i mean like you think you're better than me like we yeah. all get the same fucking ending but i think we can all agree that the greatest lyrics in this track 
are these? Not these. These. I mean, sometimes, just sometimes, you just really don't got to think that hard. You just no. gotta, I mean, damn. That that song, Planet Shit, is, I mean, it's a fucking, it's depressing. But it's, it's a banger, but it's depressing. Our only hope was in a murdered kid. Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> damn it. We yeah. burn crosses and pray to a flag. <laughs> I like, mean, it's... Ugh. The whole thing is, I mean, he really hits a lot of nails on the head, whether even I even feel like if you're on the other side, you would appreciate what he's saying. Like, even you kinda, if you disagree, you have to, even if you, you know. don't The blame <laughs> on the fuck you die part. Fucking that's love great. It. But at the end, your suicide is our only chance at life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not mincing any words with this whole thing. No, that's what's I, I mean. The only just, way we're going to live is you get the fuck off of this planet. I mean, Go. be gone. I, I like his 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 just uh, forward approach to things on this one. Like, this is just how I feel. It's mm-hmm. unapologetic. Yep. You know, this planet is shit. This is why. <laughs> I mean, cause there's sometimes I listen to this album as like a middle of the road American adult, you know, and I think, I think you could listen to it and go like, yeah, fucking liberal little fucking save everybody. And then I think you could say like, you nihilistic, you know, anarchist like yeah you can you can take whatever you want from it like because there are some times where i listen and i'm just like you know it's not that simple i don't if you wanted to boil it down and take like a political stance on it you could disagree with him but you could also make this your anthem for any position how would you dis- disagree with him well i think like you know in a murdered kid you know our only hope hope oh, is in, in, in a murdered kid. kid like i think that's a bold statement yeah it's a bold statement. I mean, if you take that one line out but of the what context, what kid is he talking about? Well, he's talking about whatever black insert whatever black kid you want, and I and I mean that in a in a non confrontational way, right? But I mean, I don't know how else to interpret that. Um, it, there's would, a couple. I'd be interested to know when he wrote it. To me, that like is when the time um, period was, but the most current one where the they were just convicted of the hate crime, and I I, I feel George bad. Floyd. No, 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 the younger oh. kid that was... Oh, uh, yeah. They chased him in the pickup truck, and I'm... Right. Ob, ob, it yeah, starts with me. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I don't know his name. It, yeah, it does start with me. I can't remember off um, the top of my head. Because honestly, I watched all the shit. It's fucking heartbreaking, and it was absolutely... Yeah. It was a f- lynching. I mean, just I... trying to fucking go for a jog. Yeah. But I can see from another context, like someone being like... Anytime you pick up something that's so like personal and like so divisive... Mm-hmm. you know it, it would be easy to like like he's like jamming his point of view down your throat because like i agree with him i guess i don't know how to really explain what i'm saying i agree with what he's saying because it in the context of the song it just shows how fucked up the world is because it's what happened to that kid if that's who he's talking about was horrific mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like our only hope i'm like that was our only hope, you know, like it's just, it's just so specific. <laughs> like we got to have, it's more too hope. specific. I it's don't, it's I don't too know personal if, for I me. I don't know if that one specific thing was what he was talking about. I'm, I, I didn't think that personally, 
I didn't think the, I mean, there's obviously uh, racial, the racial injustices that happen, happen to kids and grown people. But uh, when I heard it, it was, uh, it got me more on like the school shootings and things like that. Like not a specific kid, but the idea that kids period are being murdered by kids or that people are still murdering children. Like our hope for the future is in our children, period. If they, if they don't grow, we all die okay. off. You know what I mean? So if we don't support the children and do so, I pigeonholed that, myself that's real our, bad on that one. Right. Like our hope is the children. If we're murdering them, that that's our hope that we're killing and it's happening. It happens all the time. And he says, we burn crosses and play to pray to a flag. Like we're, we're mad at you for being religious. We're mad at you or we're mad at you for being religious. So we're going to burn your cross. Cause you don't think the way we think we pr- pray to this flag as a religion, but we're just mad at you for having a religion. <laughs> but, right. but this flag is technically our religion, which is just this thing that represents what part of the fucking planet you're born on. Right. Like it doesn't. Right. And, and so when are you going to see more like a universal thought? I think is maybe what he's getting at here. And like that in part, fuck you die. Like you're the people controlling this and you're just making it worse. You have to stop. So the only way to do it is you have to kill yourself. It's our only <laughs> chance at living. I mean, I felt like that humanity. almost every Tuesday. Right. You know, I mean, he says it straight up. Honesty is not a virtue when you're a lying, lying piece, piece of, of shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> And love is not a virtue. Yeah, love is not a virtue when you're a heartless piece of shit, I think, or something like that. A heartless hypocrite. I can't remember. Anyway, hypocrite. Yeah, hypocrite. Yeah. It's talking about true, like, real love and real honest feelings. And if your life (laughs) goes against that, then you can't be that. It's not a virtue you have. And those are virtues we need to have. So basically <laughs> what we're saying is, um, there's a couple of you listening right now. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to fucking kill. <laughs> You're going to? Sorry. Sorry. Shit. <laughs> we kill people. It's what we do. God damn it. Is that what this is? Which brings us to all this in war. Yeah, let's talk about that. I heard a fun fact about that. Well, not about that song, but uh, I've heard rumors just in the scene about like, how great fans think it would be if, if Josh filled in for Etid, if Etid stayed Etid and Josh just became the singer. I mean, I could think of a million worse people, you know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. It'd be impossible to think of him being Keith being replaced, but I mean, if you had to, I mean, if they were going to be, this is just kind of, it's like fanboy shit. Like happens with the nerd scene all the time where they Reddit, subreddit. I think this person be a better Wolverine fucking baby, whatever, (laughs) you know, um, happens all the time. So yeah, they're saying like, who could, who could fit that bill and kind of match it. I I mean, if Josh, if Josh saying hypothetical bullshit question, yeah, it is a, again, it's, you can't do this. You can't do this band without this band you can't replace i mean and for the record if you don't know who josh scoggin is scoggin 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 he's the leader uh lead singer of 68 which we reviewed a couple episodes ago yes 
We did. And um, this song, All This In War, has Josh on it. And if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Yeah, because I think I mentioned it to you and you were like... I was like, fuck. Yeah, it took I me a while. I could have just not known that. Yeah. Just blended in. Um, but let's just throw his vocals in there for a second because when when he comes and, in too, he comes in hard. Yeah, it's good. As we make belief face, we'll end with the It's in our blood. It's in our blood. All its tales. we become? Let's also not uh, skip over how badass the guitar is right there. It is. Again, the fullness of the the guitar right there. You just, man, it just the tone of that thing on. They gotta both be doing it at the same time. Getting it. My goodness gracious. My goodness gracious. (laughs) Eargasm. Eargasm. But that's that's Josh singing that. And I've watched about 103 live clips of that song on this last tour. And 103 times I prayed to baby Jesus. I'd go back in time and go to those shows. And, and see sh- that and scene. And see him come out on stage and just, yeah. oh, God. And I wish I also had the ankles of like a 21-year-old because I'd, I'd roll them immediately if I was. Fucking sacrifice them <laughs> bitches right now. 39-year-old me would have died. <laughs> I got hit from the back and the pit oh, and gone down like a ton of bricks. But man, he's good. Also, uh, Chariot. He was and Norma Jean was Josh. If you didn't God, know that, he's just all over the map, really. Which I've been listening to a lot more Norma Jean. Not the side, not to go off a side path here, but good. God damn, yeah. I've been missing out on those guys all these years. Yeah, pretty goddamn That's a good. good one. Not as good as every time I die, but good. <laughs> so there is one track on this album that's like out of left fucking field and uh thing with feathers yeah i think as crazy as this is gonna sound it's my favorite song on this album is it just because it's different i think it's them? because i know they lost their sister so you know the context in which the song keith written. and jordan their sister was handicapped i think i brought this up on a prior cast but i don't remember exactly what was wrong with her but let's say cerebral palsy for all intents, we're just going to say that. That's okay. what she has. Man, this song is just—it uh, fucking made me goddamn cry. <laughs> you're so mad. You're just so mad with yourself too. I mean, well, I you're mean, mad at yourself for crying. Look at that. It made me goddamn cry. Well, it, fucking you goddamn know, it. It's really not that crazy because I cry a lot. Like I'm a very <laughs> emotional guy, but I mean, just this intro of this guitar, so raw. Yeah. And it's hardly perfect. Which I like about it. That's, uh, that's what, what makes it. It makes it relatable and it makes it real, you know? It's just... <clears throat> it's nice to hear... It's always cool when a band does something that's... Yeah. Just not what you would... I mean... Not what you would expect. So, this song has... Um, don't know their name. Lead singer of Manchester Orchestra. Manchester Orchestra, yeah. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but... Another band I've never listened to. I listen to them casually, so I don't know much it's about interesting. them. The, the, the people that end up being featured on um, Every Time I Die songs in general. 
like low teens with a dude from Panic at the Disco. Yeah. I can't think of his name uh, right now. And then the other guy from that hardcore band was was in the beginning of, no, can't remember that. But, you know, back on like Gutter Phenomenon and stuff, or the Dallas Green was on one of those songs. Oh, was he really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. It's either on Gutter or the other one. But yeah, it's band or artists you wouldn't think necessarily would. Yeah, I think that's just from them being rad people. You you meet these connections and you, hey, we should do a song together. Cool, cool, and it all fits. But also that kind of guitar, hark or it makes me think of Minus the Bear. Every time I die, it pops up on Minus the Bear radio all the time. And really, not the same type. You wouldn't. That's think, more like poppy, folky, like. No. What am I thinking of like, with Minus it's, the Bear? It's rock. It's rock music. I don't know what you're thinking of, but I don't know either. They had I'm a. So, they've had a couple songs on uh, on the radio, but um, I love Minus the Bear. It's just good music, but just to give some context, is this Minus the Bear? I've never heard this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, interesting. I mean that was that's obviously that's not, just part of it yeah. but yeah i mean there's that band's got a ton of albums too but it's nice to see this cleaner more refined i don't i don't know if i want to call it more refined that's not the word but it's it's different guitar it's different a whole different song there's no screaming on this one there's no nothing no it's it makes you makes pat cry it makes me cry in my car it makes me have all my feels too i'm i'm I, just because I didn't cry about it doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. You're less it of a man than me. Okay, it's, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> means you're you suck. Means you suck, Ryan. <laughs> Fucking grow up. But the <clears throat> as a album, as an album flows, and knowing that they looked at every single one of these songs and wondered if one should be cut. Uh, if they're doing that, they're probably obviously looking at like how they relate to one another, right? Right. So how the whole album is going to roll. And when you listen to it start to finish and they put thing with feathers right after all this is all this and more, which is all this and more ends in the most like abrupt screaming scream, just whatever guttural. Yeah. To this pretty thing. So I think that's a, that was an awesome juxtaposition immediately. Yeah. in, In listening. And I guess you could say maybe it breaks the albums breaks the album off in two pieces or gives you like an intermission. Because I don't know. I think it for me it it uh makes an impression on all this in war and it makes an impression on Thing with Feathers. It makes the end of that one stronger, makes the beginning of this one stronger. Fair enough. Because of the stark change between the two of them. That's actually a pretty good perspective and since, i'm glad i thought of it since the <laughs> since the you know this this song was very important to obviously the both of them and the rest of the band i'm sure and i'm sure the rest of the band knew her too it's they, they want to make it stand out yeah i like when he finishes with standing ovation on that too yeah i mean it's just it's just a great song it's beautiful it's a tribute and i, I really like it um on a little, on a, on some of the other, or another song, Post Boredom, which was, has one of their music videos, which mm-hmm. I know you watched. Yeah. 
Because Andy uh, took a shit in the back. <laughs> yeah. I was shitting in the back. I was man. shitting in the back. <laughs> that Need help with that? <laughs> he says no, and he just goes, sick. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> Jesus, that was the funniest uh. shit. Probably like one of the more radio, like if there was a radio worthy version or a song that would be played on the radio. Right. Um, this one's like really, really good. Post boredom. I wish I had more. I just want to sit down and ask questions about some of these things because this is one of one of the ones on this album that was a little vague for me in some parts. Well, Fucking amazing song, it, but the name of the track kind of implies that this was wrote written post COVID, right? I mean, if you were just taking it at face value, but from what I understand, this album was written completely before COVID. Yeah, I think um, that would be. Yeah, well, I guess it depends. I guess I'm, they were talking about during the COVID break about how they weren't going to release anything because of because they were going to wait, so they were just sitting on the album. So yeah, I guess it would have had to been done. And this was the first uh, single, right? Or a wall was the first single, but this was the second. It was one of the first. So couple. It, since you said you this would be the one you'd want to sit down and ask them because it was more vague is that what you said it just it seemed like a vaguer i don't know it's all kind of vague but see this one to me seems like him self-reflecting upon which makes me think it's written later because he did get sober and all these things like how he to go back to him being a character to be in the rock band to play in this character right Mm -hmm. like him him talking about how he kind of like loathes who he's become you know he wants to kill the character that he was you know my annihilation like he Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's the alcoholic or the rock star or the ego or any of those things but uh my nice my annihilation kicks off post-boredom so it's gonna start after this whole thing well and that's what kind of makes me want to like put it in that box that is post-covid because yeah. it's post boredom, you know, he's at home and he realizes like that's his aha moment where he's like, I don't want to be that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. My annihilation kicks off post boredom, post COVID. I become this mm-hmm. new person. And yeah, you know, when he says, uh, when every morning after is the same day, that mm-hmm. I know I've said probably 13 times that's the one lyric yeah. that <laughs> makes me da da da. But when, man, when he just comes in with that, like this. I mean, that's another fucking gut check one for me. Mm-hmm. The like, the song itself has like a damned things vibe, but for sure. the. <clears throat> I get where you're coming from and I fully agree. Like it's, it definitely sounds like this is me post. Maybe this is me post when I was bored. Like when I, when you're bored, you drink, you right. got nothing yeah. to do. You drink. Right. And that puts you in this, the cycle, the drinking cycle where you have fun because you're drinking and you're drinking cause you're bored and then you're, fun because and you're not bored anymore so that fixed the problem but then you know you're in it again 
but it does there is a line that says i don't give give a i don't give a goddamn about the magic oh just put me under your spell seems like he doesn't really care like he wants the blue pill he yeah just he just wants to be in it just wants to be submersed in it so is it i don't know it just kind of, that one threw me for a loop you want but like some uh seems like you would want the red pill well, yeah which one i said blue pill but i have no idea which one uh he, neo took i think the blue pill keeps you here and the red pill you go you think he wants the red pill to go back yeah that's the one he wants well i think he wants the red pill I, the talking about how from up here all the parties and everything is they all look the same. I don't want to do that anymore. He would be wanting the red pill, right? He wants to get out of the matrix. He wants to like break out. And that's like the matrix is maybe his boredom. So he's talking about like from up here, after I've taken the red pill, I see that all those things are the same. Every morning after is the same day. Yeah. Um, But then, you know, maybe this, he's just, I don't give a goddamn about the magic. Just put me under your spell. I don't know. It's almost contradictory, contradictory yeah. statement to the context of the song. Right. That's that's that was the line that made me like, huh? Are I you speaking what, as you're speaking it out loud? I'm I'm kind of processing it because maybe I it just, goes against my annihilation. Like he he's moving past all that shit, yeah. and then saying, nah, fuck it, just or maybe he doesn't care like how he's made it past that thing. Maybe he doesn't care how he got there or how any of this happened. He just. Is happy that he's here. Uh, Keith, if you could reach out to us on Facebook, <laughs> just <laughs> and just leave us a comment, like and subscribe. He's just gonna say you guys are wrong. Guys <laughs> Have are you ever seen wrong. Keith on uh, um, right now with Necro Gobblegon? No, <laughs> but I will watch you, it because I've listened to that album, Necro, Necro Gobblegon. Yeah. Oh, they're fuck. Do you like them? Yeah. Well, you they, do. <sighs> And are we thinking of the same thing? The, the band? Least, yeah, the band. Necro... Necro Goblicon. Necro Goblicon. That's how I think. Goblicomicon. Gobli- is right? it Goblicomicon? Necronomic Goblicomicon. Sure. It's that. I just said whatever. It's like whatever. a necronom... Necromancer. It's the one with the music video goblin. where the goblin stabs the yeah, girl the to death. Yeah, the really fucking good. That it, was a great one music of, video. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, you really, really need to go check that okay. out. I will. I haven't seen it. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I just love it. I just, okay. I'm just tickled pink. Sorry. Yeah, I'll check it. I, I derailed there for a second, but you got to check it out. But. Donkey Comic Con. That's what it is. Necronomid Donkey That's a Con- different Comic-Con. band. That's a different band. It's Necrogoblicon. It must be a different band because the one <laughs> I'm thinking of has like Donkey Kong in it. No, this, that's, that's got to be. God damn. There's, a band, there's a band Don- for everything, isn't there? Yeah. These guys though, like. They have the little goblin guy that's on their stage. He's like a hype guy. And they had a music video. Yeah, that's a different band. That's oh. a totally different band. So oh, this, that's that's the name of an album anyway. Sorry. Oh. The, uh, the band's name's Goblin Cock. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. <laughs> These guys do sing a lot about goblins, and they had a music video with a goblin. Uh, okay. And in the music video, he like falls in love with the goblin, gets a job, like an office job, and he thinks he falls in love with this girl, and she ends up with another guy, and he stabs her, like kills her to death with his fingernails. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Okay. But he has a talk show now. And he, Fuck. he, okay. he, like, they do it on like the side when they're touring, and they toured Warp Tour and all that shit yeah. was going on still. 
and then he they interviewed Keith Buckley. Huh. And it's he makes fun of him. He's like, Yeah. Oh, you wrote a book called Scale? He's like, What's your next book called? Car? Like just, just saying one word shit. It's funny. But you gotta check it's that good. out. I'll check it out. It's funny. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was a that was a confusing one, but fucking great. Great music video. It's fucking hilarious. It really is good. Jordan as the fucking vape shop operator. <laughs> <laughs> you got the fucking I don't know all the vape talk. It's fucking funny shit. You got a mod with your cartridge and yeah, who knows? Whatever you vape people do, grow up. They still do it. I know. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. So I said earlier something about masochists. Yeah. So the song <laughs> is the whip. Yeah. Love that jam. And I'm going to play it before I say it. So let's let it just come into your earballs and then... Ugh. 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 So good, dude. Fear is a fetish, and I'm a masochist, dude. Um, every time that plays, like I will steer into another car if I'm driving. <laughs> I see a Ford Focus. I'm in my truck. You are not checking it. blind spots. It's just fucking all over the place. I'm ramming motherfuckers. Ooh, I love that. I'm not afraid <laughs> of my shame now that I've given it a name. Yeah. Ooh. This this is the best album ever written. It, the more we, it is great. It is it is really good. I just the don't. whip in the beginning of this one is under the whip. There is power. Under the whip, there is love. Under the whip, there is like all these things he's mentioning, um, all being under uh, the whip though. Like you're under control. Yeah, and you're okay with that. I mean, I mean, which place? Fear is a fetish, and I'm a masochist. So you'd be like, you enjoy you that. enjoy it. And we, we like we, the control. And we do. We right? pretend we like, hate it. As a yeah, we pretend we hate it, but we constantly watch shit that is horrifying. Why do you do it? If you can't change it, why are you doing that to yourself? Because you're a masochist. You fucking weirdo. Yeah. I'm kidding. The thing is, we're all fucking weird. <laughs> I fucking <clears throat> God damn, that's also my favorite line. Doesn't he um, favorite lyric in the whole God damn. the whole thing? I have a hundred favorite lyrics, and that's one of them. Um Right before that part, doesn't he mention something about um, giving all your, giving all of our stuff to people in, people in charge? Give all the power to the people you count on and let them wipe you from this earth. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Let them wipe you from this earth. I mean, it's just. uh, You can't let everybody do it all for you. You got to do it. It's good. There's another one. I'm going to skip a track here. But it's, uh, we go together. It's the last track, which is an interesting track in general. Like, it's just so different. My note says the beginning of this one is like dirty sounding. It's got a lot a going good, on. Good, dirty. Dirty. <laughs> dirty. But he, he, when he, when he says this shit, dude, it's just, I mean, if you don't like this, we can't be friends. <laughs> Just find a little strange that I haven't died. I will live forever unless I dream of something better. 
for the people who didn't get that, he said, I will live forever unless I dream of something better. <laughs> oh my God. With all the drugs I've done, I'm surprised that I'm still alive or oh. that I haven't died. I'm that surprised I'm still, that I haven't died. Yeah. Man, I just, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I believe in the, like the simulation. So I, I the think simulation, like we're, we're in a simulation. You believe Unless this I is dream all of simulation. something. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that maybe that that's probably the easiest interpretation you can make of that lyric. Unless I dream of something better, you know, right. like basically like acting like, you know, you're just in Minecraft. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just fucking love that because what is consciousness? I mean, well, if you dream of something better than what, what you're living. Well, you, no, you're going to take it for another okay. uh, total right hand turn, which is totally acceptable. <laughs> it's totally acceptable. It's a, I mean, again, it's interpretation how you want to like, yeah. how you want to hear it. Because I don't know. I just, the, I think it also helps that when he comes in, he comes in hard with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have said anything. He's There's, like, I want a corn dog. And I'd be like, fuck yeah. Corn dogs are badass. I'm fucking corn dogs. They got the cheddar and the jalapeno in that motherfucker. God damn. Give me a Bahama Mama. He does say in the end that perfection is a reminder that we are flawed. I fucking Which is summing up everything that almost every album, every E-Ted album, almost every song maybe is, is <laughs> self-reflective. You can't have, yeah, they're, they're all self-reflective. You're not going to have this without that or this. Yeah. You don't get here without having been there. So it's all the same respect, you know. Which piggybacks on what I was saying earlier about being so right about like his position now with the band broken up earlier. Yeah. Like that when you go three years down the road, are you going to reflect on that the same way? You were so sure of it right now. Right. So I appreciate that because yeah, he is and being. It, and it's very possible that that might happen, but you never get three years down the road if you don't start it right now. Yeah. You know, you got to. So, you, you can't something. have hindsight if you stay where you know you shouldn't be, but it doesn't that. feel right. Let me jot that down in my notes. <laughs> okay. The my only real note on we go together, other than that last line there, says two minutes and twenty five seconds. Dot 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 dot. God damn it. Two twenty five on that one. Two twenty five. Yeah. We'll see what god damn it he's what talking about. God damn it. Is what you deserve if it's all that you got! Does this thing. And it comes in again. Set the fire, set the fire, find out if you're made of flesh! What? We gotta let this go. God damn it. What did you say? You gotta let this go. Thank me for it. Thank me for it! Thank me for it! Perfection is a reminder we're flawed! Never enough! That's it. That was like the... Kind of like the weirdest... Broken up bridge ever written, maybe? I remember the first time I listened to it, I was like, Well, this is weird. This is a weird thing. Like I, w- I really wasn't sure about it. Mm-hmm. And having heard a thing with feathers earlier on the album, you think like, oh man, are they going to break into some weird, like different, super melodic, 
like something something and then they give you like like hot damn <laughs> right again yeah. like wait 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 what 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 noise oh, wait. sometimes yeah. it's just noisy mm-hmm. which is good i mean sometimes you just I, I would want some more um i would be interested if the band was here which they'll all sit down and answer all of our beck and needs and next, questions next week if they were i would be curious how, how the writing process for that one went yeah, because it's so fucking out there. Like, how do you write a song that's not? There's no time measure. There's no. Yeah, was there was there music there first? And musically, they just had this interlude, and then they got crazy for a minute. They're like, just and then an interlude again. Play and the they got organ. Crazy for a minute. Play the organ more. Or, you know, that seems very, just very orchestrated by everybody. We want this to be specifically this way. Dick, 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 right. dick, 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 offbeat, weird. I bet if you knew yeah, how you it know? went down, it would be so less like cool. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh no. We, just like the title, just like the name. We're just, yeah, radical. <laughs> How'd you come up no, with it? No, every time I die. Oh, yeah, sorry. I have this like thing that I've grown up with for the last 20 years. <laughs> Like, yeah, this is really rad. And they're like, they were like, yeah. no, we just thought it sounded cool. It sounded cool, doesn't it? It actually That's... sounded radical. Yeah, it did. Full circle there. They just came full I, circle. Isn't it? Isn't, is that the worst for you when you have like a really poetic like foundation for something and then somebody comes in and they're just like, oh no, I threw paint at that canvas. and No. You're okay with it if you have no. a preconceived notion? Yeah, because I've been on the other end of it. I've thrown paint at, at shit and people thought it was a lot. It meant a lot. You're like, it oh. did a lot. It's cool. It doesn't, I don't think it makes the person like in their sense, I don't think it makes them deciding that thing any less important. It doesn't make my interpretation of it any more important. It's just, it's art. That's what art is. You know, it's great. But Don't think too much about it, huh? Yeah. Don't think too much about it. It's probably you, just like your personal life. You overthink everything. Yeah. You have a bad day. It's true. It's fucking That's true. That's my day to day. It's your day to day. That's my day to day. <laughs> Should I turn right? Hold on. Now, if I turn right. No. Oh, shit. It's too late to turn right. <laughs> Fuck. Now I have to turn left and left and left and left. So, if you're not thinking too hard about something, what does this mean to you? Now, is he 69ing the devil? No. Okay. This was one of my favorite songs. When the first couple weeks, this was my favorite song on the album. Sex, I actually sex, remember sex. you. Yeah. I think you text 6669 or sex, sex. I don't remember what, what well, you did. It was, it was awesome because this was one of my favorite songs. So, And one night when I was leaving the shop, the odometer on my car was sixes all the way across and six, six, six or sex, sex, sex was playing on the fucking radio. Ooh. So I took a picture. That's better than waking up at one, 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 one. Yeah. <laughs> it was all sixes. Everything was like five sixes, 666,000, 666. It was a rad, but yeah, this one got me. This was your jam. It was, it was really good. I think it might've just been I like the tempo. Because it was titled Sex. And the temp the tempo got me first. But right up in the beginning, I was like, what? Sex, sex. That's cool. But when you get into it, there's lyrics like, uh, he says, bite a little harder so I can breathe. 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you huh? want them to bite you harder so you can breathe? It's this feeling of being alive, you know what I mean? Um, this feeling of of just what sex is, at least I, I think in general. And he's relating it to that, but I think more it has a lot to do with just being a submissive kind of a person or a person who's open to submitting to something like that. Um, again, a masochistic role, the sadist would be the one in charge, you know, the masochistic role, the, um, and how it's, it can be freeing, you know, he says something to a point where I used to be tied up in chains and now I'm dressed up, dressed up, dressed up in lace. Now that he's accepted it, uh, and I'm having a beautiful, a very beautiful day, you know, like maybe you're fighting the idea of like, you don't want to be a submissive person. You don't want to be controlled and you don't want to be doing these things because you're, you're told you need to do things for yourself and you need, but that's, it's okay in some sense to be the submissive area. You know what I mean? Right. There has to be a yin and the yang and you can't always be strong, strong, strong. And in so facto being weak makes you strong because it makes your, you're yin and yang, more yin and yangy, right? And less one or the other. Um, but also, you like also the says six, six, like, nine. Well, I I love sixty nine. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, but the saying the the sex 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 relating to the six 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 got me kind of weird. Like I think, well, at the same time, I. It kind of was playing words like the periphery album, Hail Stan. Right. But like sex, sex, sex. It's a good thing with a hypothetically negative connotation thing. You know, it's not the devil. It's sex. It's cool. But So badass. But he does say on the end, uh, what does he say? Not on the end, but in there somewhere, I'm on my knees and I await the chains now. So it's like so much okay with it that he actually looks forward to it now. But I don't necessarily think that means I don't I don't think Keith is getting tied up and hung from his fucking bedroom. You know what I mean? Possibly. And if you are, fucking more power to you, bud. <laughs> Good for you, Keith. I like it. No wonder the band broke up. Yeah, get after it, bro. But no, I think it's more of like a your submissive way of maybe if the herd moves, I hurt. I'll I'll move. You know? Right. And if I do this, man, maybe I'll do that too. Or maybe that's where his constant conflict of this side and this side lyrically is happening because he's been doing this and been being a submissive type of character but doesn't want to. Or maybe he wants to do this but would rather do that. So there's always that dichotomy of lyrical things happening. It is. Again. Ooh, little Zach Wild guitar yeah, there for you. Squeal. Ooh, God, you throw a guitar squeal in anything? <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> on board. 
God damn. But the quick little ding, 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 the guitars too. Love that. It's kind of cool because there's like a lot of guitar reference and just melody and tone and like rock and roll throwbacks. Like it's metal. Yeah. Like it's old metal. It, like Z- Zach Wild. I always just call that a yeah. Zach Wild squeal. Like some of the riffs they do, it's um, it's impo- like you were saying earlier. Like they're punk, uh, punk, hardcore punk. Yeah, are they? Are they metal? Are they what? The, Don't know. There's a lot of lot going on there. There's a lot it's of just, different music. It's just etid for all the etidiots. Yeah, e- I mean etidiots. It's it's uh, just a straight up amazing album. I think as far as like the podcast we've done so far and the reviews, if you want to call them that, mm-hmm. we've done so far is like the most abstract one for me. Like my notes are virtually non-existent because for this for album? for both of these albums mm. today like you have Which to is just weird because these this is like your jam yeah i think like so you think like if you thought you were gonna fuck pam anderson you're like it's 1993 94 okay. and you're like you think you're gonna go in there and you're gonna score this playmate you're gonna like have everything prepared you just want to you just kind of want to show up and just do your jam you just want to yeah like I can't, I can't really like paraphrase this shit. Prepare for this. They're, I, I think they're a top. They're my new thrice. <laughs> Let's just get it out there publicly. Just, that's a big deal for this guy. That's a big it's a deal. Big deal. This means he's nothing. got a whole arm dedicated <laughs> yeah. to thrice. Ryan tattooed my whole arm in a band. We got to go over everything <laughs> with new shit with Etid. Yeah, he did stuff. This is a big deal. You're just going to have a bunch of old English eyes all over you. God, <laughs> We're just blacking that arm out. We'll start over somewhere new. Okay. I still love Thrice, but it's weird to find a band that was is so is 20 years old and you I'm almost 40 years old and you could just fall in love like Low Teens was like killer. So yeah. it's not just this album, but mm-hmm. Low Teens was really the I mean from parts unknown is where I started to like notice, but low teens is where I was like, this is badass. Like I like this. Mm-hmm. And then this album came out and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I, I, I just, it'd be interesting to hear your opinion on some of the older ones, like gutter phenomenon. And yeah, I need to go back stuff. The, I do like, uh, you know, like, uh, underwater bimbos from outer space, you know, yeah. like, like, I mean, who doesn't want to be dead with their friends? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of turning there though. And the the one with Jordan's artwork on it, uh, New Junk Aesthetic, that one kind of had like a more Southern vibe to it. I remember that one. Maybe that was the... What's the one with the lion where he goes... They have that album where it starts out with like a lion scream. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh, Keith has short hair. Big Dirty. The Big Dirty, yeah. There's some songs off that. That was really like... um, You said it earlier. I'm going to forget his side project. Damn things. Damn things. Yeah. There was like a little more like clean vocals and some. It was a little starting in there. A yeah. little different stuff on some of those. But I mean, it's a shame. Keith, I, I know you're listening. <laughs> Keith, I know it's you're out gonna there. going to tag you in this. So of course, you're going to listen to it. From one Buffalonian to another. Even though I'm from Grand Island. And if you're not from Buffalo area, that's kind of a kick. He's probably. It. You're a fucking poser, Pat. <laughs> Everybody hates anybody like, from God fucking Grand it. Island. <laughs> if you say. I met a fucking, we went, we went to Cancun. Yeah. Uh, earlier this year or 2021. 
And there's some people from Buffalo. I overheard it. And I was like, oh, God damn, I'm going to swim across this pool. <laughs> Went over. Go see these people. What's up? They were from Tonawanda, which is a suburb of <laughs> Buffalo also. But I was like, oh, I'm from Grand Island, you know. Mm-hmm. Instant. You could see it in their eyes. They judge you. If you're from the island... <laughs> They went, they fucking hate you. I always feel like I have to say I'm from Grand Island, but we were poor. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That's where all the rich people go? Well, it was an island, you know? (laughs) (laughs) In the Buffalo area. It's just funny. Because, I mean, it just is. They're like, oh. It's a fucking thing. From Grand Island. Okay. When I was in the military, I had a pilot that that I used to do as crew chief as Jet. And he was from Lockport, which is near Buffalo. Okay. He's like, oh, we used to beat the shit out of Grand Island Vikings. <laughs> the football team, we used to beat the shit out of you guys. And you, you can just see it in his eyes. He's like, you little island fuck. He had a like a he deep-seated did. thing there. He's like, pull the chalks out of this jet. I'm going to go blow some shit up. <laughs> there's just a con- there's just If you're from the island, you're always a douche. But anyway, there's still Western New York, and these guys are, huh. they got a key to the city. Dude. And they broke the fuck up. Man, see, you're still mad. Bad to, back to angry. <laughs> He's still mad. Anyway. It's funny because I think you just, you're just so battling with yourself. Because he told me, I'm just going to air your dirty laundry to everybody here right now. Uh-oh. You Good told time. me a couple months ago that Etid, the singer, was probably your least favorite member of the whole band. Well, he is. And, then and he, now look how mad you are at him for leaving. Well, he's Look he, how mad you are. Well, he, <laughs> I wish I had more pockets on my fucking jacket right now. I put my hands everywhere. He's a, God damn no, it. Because he is my... Uh, Andy's the best. Everyone knows Andy's the coolest. <laughs> he's got the best mustache. He does. Ever. Period. He's like that kind of artsy guy, you know? Like, no, yeah. no offense. I know I'm you're totally taking offense to this. I know you're an artist, <laughs> but he's he's just like pretentious. He's got that like it's moody. Yeah, you know when like it, when you know when you watch a band get interviewed, and I can't imagine how terribly annoying that's got to be to do Ugh. forty fucking interviews before every ask warp the tour. Same questions we would ask them, right? Lame. We'd oh be, yeah, especially totally during the different. warp tour times. Yeah, when they're like, fuck. Yeah, I'm writing for my college newspaper, like. <laughs> you're the 57th person Uh to ask me what my favorite fucking color is like get out of here you want me to fucking sign your t-shirt too yeah but he he just uh, i don't know man like he just yeah i'm I'm just mad you're just mad i'm just mad we'll get over it it's all right we'll go to pinks we'll piss in the trough together yeah and it'll you know it'll It'll all be good but it's just always, there's that what, couple months, couple six months after a relationship that you've really been into after it fails. You're just mad about it. Mm-hmm. But after, you know, you let it settle. Time heals all wounds, and eventually you'll be able to see these guys in the grocery store, and you won't be mad at them anymore. No, I get it, man. I got divorced like 17 years ago, and I'm like just almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm almost over it. <laughs> Krista, if you're listening, 8016. That's it. <laughs> Fuck. But if you haven't there's, listened to this album, you gotta go yeah, fucking check it out. Yeah, there's fucking more lines. I've got like lines and lines of notes and one timers and th- things like the colossal wreck. Uh, is that talking about a great reset? I don't know. Desperate pleasures. Fuck. You could go there's on. So you many, could just quote the whole fucking album. Yeah. There's one I can't remember the the actual song. I want to say it's desperate desperate pleasures or something but i think he says something to effect of 
try loving man and hating mankind you know and that's what that's what it all kind of is you you look at where we're at like you love humanity love what we've we're doing or, or the idea of an individual or a person this thing like you love these people and when you get to know anybody you can really like connect with somebody and find something good in most people you know what i mean but in general, when you look at mankind, it's fucking embarrassing. Uh, what yeah. we're done, what we've done, what we're doing. I mean, it's it's amazing too in some aspects, but it, it's hard to not see how shitty and just stupid a lot of this is. When you know the energy thing alone, just renewables forms of energy. Like, what? Why the fuck are we still using petroleum? You know, but it, it's money. It's greed. And that's disgusting. So, but it's oh so good, right? <laughs> Makes for some good music. It does. The so. frustration of it all does. Yeah, yeah. This if 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 life's mood was an album, this would be it. Like life's mood currently. Like yeah. I think it really, really summed up the last couple of years specifically. If you're into you know, hardcore metal, rock, punk, whatever you want to fucking call it. If you're into this. <laughs> if you're into this kind of music. Yeah. If you like loud music. This sums up, like, really a lot of different feelings. Mm-hmm. So. We don't have... Um, are you going to rate this? Oh, yeah. Let me do this. I, I think I missed it last time. Oh. So, on a scale... Uh, so, on Patty's boner scale... Okay. How many boners am I going to give this? Out of 137 yeah. boners, I'm going to give this 122 boners. Who? Out of 37? 137? 137, 122. That's a pretty high score. Did you want 137? Well, I'm not gonna, Nothing's perfect. Okay. Yeah. So that's how many boners I'm going to give this. Um, Perfection are, is a reminder that we're flawed. Boom. You gave it seven plus eight, 15 more boners to get better. Yeah. That's give not it that 15 bad. more boners. That's like 10% because I went over 100. Yeah. So that's like only like 10% improvement that they can make to perfection. To perfe- but there still is some. Well, yeah, because they got to come back. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good the rating. The door is open. So Keith, rating. Jordan, Andy, Legs, the other dude, Goose. <laughs> See, I got them all. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to come over, we're in Ogden. Yeah. We'll get the band together. We'll be like, I will be your UN. Ryan will be your UN. NATO will bring all the. Oh, fuck. I was like, what does UN stand for? What is he talking about? United Nations. I get it. I get God, it. Okay. We're going to fix the band. Okay. Now you want to fix things. Yeah, I've gone full circle yeah. here. <laughs> I've derailed. Just let it. Just let them go. Yeah. No, it's okay. We you will get, never forget you guys. We, we will never forget you. We love you. Top five uh, album for me. I'm not going to say, Ryan, if you want to say what me it too. is. Me too. Top five album. Top five. All as time. Far as, yeah, as far as right now in my life goes. Even better than in excess. It's going to take a lot to, to bump you out of the top five with this one. So Keith. But you guys have always been up there as a band for me. So I'm a little biased. That's true. Anyway. I haven't, so that my my weight carries more, or my word carries more weight. It does. I'm a heavyweight. <laughs> Shit. God damn it! All right, guys, we're gonna um, stop sucking this D since we can't say enough good things about this. Yeah. This was just a gusher one. So, thanks for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, like, subscribe, tell your friends. Yeah. Tag your, tag your mommy. 
Maybe tag your daddy. Every two weeks. Yeah. So the album comes out. We have no idea what's going to come out in two weeks, but we'll figure that out. All right. Well, tune in next time, guys. And for now, uh, this is Patrick signing off. And this is Ryan just reminding you, we're just a couple assholes in headphones. Peace.